this is Lanny D'Angelo. It's uh, April twelfth, uh, uh, Wednesday, April twelfth. Uh, dual major duality of culture, academia, and the persistence of the intellectual bully. Uh, the banality of the subject. Disconnected from the dialogue of history. Name dropping. Everything uh, has to do with the art I've seen. Uh, these are things I was thinking about the other day that I was not able to address. And they keep coming up. Uh, the reason that, that, that I'm thinking about these things is because I'm in the process of cleaning up some notes. Uh, going back through some old... Uh, uh, notebooks and sketchbooks where I've written things down from my life. Uh, sort of, some of them are journaling, some of them are note-taking from class, some of them are other things like that. Some of them are ideas, all of that stuff. But it's still sort of un, unresolved, my, my mess cleaning, my house cleaning, my uh, creative minimalism project, which is to... Uh, which is another thing maybe I'll talk about at another time. I'm really trying to nail down what would that look like, a creative minimalism exercise where, where one or sweeps out the corners of the brain and gets the cobwebs out or whatever. Anyway, so in doing this exercise, I'm coming across some old notes, things that I had forgotten. Some things best left forgotten, some things that, that I don't know, they bring, they bring emotional places back to the surface. And I probably in an investigatory, investigatory place in my life right now because I'm, you know, 40-something and change and I'm uh, having some struggles with uh, achievement and uh, goal setting and goal keeping and all of that. And, and, and I, you know, it leaves me in a, uh, a raw place. So, that, whatever. That's fine. That's therapy junk. But the point is... Uh, I'm at a place where uh, self-reflection is uh, its necessary, but it's also a little bit painful. My point being, I came across a series of notes from college. I went to college late in life. I went to college twice. Uh, the second time, it was later in life. I, I, most of the people I went to college with were little children, for the, for the most part. I was in my 30s. Uh, interesting. So it wasn't all that long ago, uh, but it's still... Uh, uh, anyway, I, what's my point? Uh, I uh, decided in college to do a double major, a dual major, which is... Uh, they were both in the same uh, d d general department. They were both art majors. But one of them was uh, a commercial art major and one of them was a fine art major. So one of them was a, a painting and drawing, and one of them was illustration. And then, and when in doing that, I sort of exposed myself to duality, the culture in that system, in, in academia, and of, of that particular uh, college and that particular point in history, uh, was it, it was a very two different tribes, to use the language of today. Uh, and the two tribes had a very different approaches to life. I'll tell you that. And it attracted two different people. So to be a, a double agent uh, in that situation, you know, to, to go to Cold War Russia and then the United States and try and sort it all out, it was interesting. It gave me a lot of 
insight. Now, now, if I were a smarter man, uh, a super intelligence, like many of the people I went to school with, I might be able to do to make something of that experience. As it is, I'm hashing through it, you know, over a decade later. Uh, well, at least my point. Well, uh, interesting uh, that uh, the the duality of culture had a lot to do with the the approach, the intellectual approach. Uh, the fine arts have a there's a built-in sort of system of uh, it's a little more esoteric. It's it's a little more of a of a secret club, and they would never say this. I'm saying this. And then the commercial arts is sort of a more practical... Uh, and the people are also split this way. They're more practical people, more pragmatic. There's still an intelligence in it. And a, and a, and a, uh, uh, I, you know, they still introspective. And, of course, the concepts matter and, and all of that stuff. But, but they ultimately know that what they're producing is, a, is product and for product. And they treat the art as such. Now the uh, the fine arts as a culture they they are also producing a product. It is it is an object that is for sale. Ultimately, ultimately, all the ideas, all the all the intellect that goes behind it, all the cultural reference and historical background and significance and blah, 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 that they always talk about. It all goes into something you hang on your friggin' wall for, for tens of thousands of dollars. So to pretend that it's not a commercial art practice is funny, uh, but that's what we do. That's the way we do. That's the cultural difference there. And uh, so the approach is very different. Am I making sense? I feel I'm, I'm very in my head today. I don't know if I can actually... Uh, I don't know if I could actually be... Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, okay. So I was thinking about this because I think that the uh, there is an intellectual bully that that I acquired in academia. That the intellectual bully that will beat me up occasionally. Well, actually, on the regular, taking my lunch money and all that. Uh, because uh, going to an academic situation where you're in the fine arts, particularly in the fine arts or I imagine philosophy or writing or any other kind of creative pursuit that isn't uh, structurally sound. It isn't like uh, mapped out for you. Now look, I, I will admit I don't have a lot of experience in other, in other disciplines, okay? I uh, went to college for arts both times and uh, so that's my experience. But what I imagine you do in a science class is a lot of reading and writing and research. So, and then the ultimate, ultimately, there is practical application for what you're doing. Maybe not. Maybe you're writing a bunch of philosophical papers. I don't know. But in things like philosophy, these open-ended sort of uh, disciplines where you're more asking questions than, than coming up with answers. Uh, disciplines where you're uh, tasked with sort of uh, expanding the, the uh, you know how the universe is expanding. I feel like the questions being asked uh, by humankind are also expanding like the universe infinitely in all directions. I feel like some of the academic uh, practices are there to do just that, to expand the universe of human thought in all different directions infinitely, never to arrive anywhere. This is what the arts are like, in my opinion. 
we ask questions that we can't answer. And we, if, if they could be answered, you wouldn't be making abstract, color-based, color-field paintings about them. <laughs> this is my answer. This very weird thing that I painted. That's my answer to the question. That is question and answer, all tied up in one. For $25,000, you can hang that on your wall and ask the question every day. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Um, there is a line of questioning in the, in the academic world, in the, in the arts, which, which is... Uh, it's a bit of a bully, and it's an, it's an intellectual bully. Meaning that it seems designed to exclude not include it's 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 not inclusive and this maybe this is changing i don't know lots of things change that I, and i would i would never be able to keep track of them by the time i'm done hashing out the past we'll have all moved on that's how it feels sometimes uh but there is a a, a strong uh, uh sense of of uh, tribal uh, inclusion in that world in, in the world i was exposed to anyway so when I was in the fine arts program, the, here's the duality of culture. I would have to expose myself to, you know, the, the art periodicals. I'd have to read the art history, the art criticism, the art philosophy, uh, you know, the writings from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and forward. Um, you'd have to understand everything's contextual place in history, etc., etc. The history of painting is a dialogue with the history of painting. Uh, the dialogue of painting with the dialogue of this painter and this painter is the dialogue between each other. Everything's a reaction to everything else. It's almost political, you know? When you see the, the pendulum of politics swinging back and forth, it's a little bit like the art practice and the, 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 the art dialogue, as they say. It's a little bit like that. It's like, well, these people were very extreme, and then these people got even more extreme the other way, and then we balanced it out, and then everybody got bored, and we went extreme again. It's a little bit like that. And you've got to be exposed to all that, or when you bring, um, or when you stop doing your own work, if it doesn't respond to any of that stuff, if it pretends it's in a vacuum, uh, there's a, you consider it irrelevant. Is that making any sense? It makes as much sense as it can make to me. Saying it out loud almost destroys, it's like a bubble, you know, it's too delicate to even speak of or look at. Don't look at that bubble, it's going to pop. Uh, this one's not going to make a bit of lick of sense uh, because I don't think it makes any sense to me. But it was, I call it an intellectual bully because uh, we had a lot of critiques in my uh, fine arts class, classes and fine arts program. And eventually you're, you're growing up with the same people in the, in the program. You know, it's four years of spending time with the same people and you all sort of grow up together and get to know each other's work. And then at the end, you can sort of tear each other apart. And they, and they kind of do that a little bit. Uh, and in the illustration program, it was more like, well, we, here's, here's your assignment. Produce this advertising project. And then, and then you get critiqued on that. The, so the, oh boy, this is awful. It's all over the place. The intellectual bully is, uh, is a... Uh, it's a voice that I carry with me now. Um, and when I was reading... Okay, I remember why this came up. I was reading through some notes from class. And one, one of them said, final critique. 
and I had a whole series of notes on my critiques for this for that whatever semester it was, and uh, I had the people's names written down who said the certain thing that they said. So if you read through this thing, it reads kind of like a like a script for a play, you know, be like Eric, and then here's his line, and then Tracy, and then here's her line, and then uh, I, I don't know uh, Angel, and then here's his line, and then Jesus, and then here's, here's his line, and then uh, Barbara, and here's her line. And their lines were things like this. The banality of the subject. I feel that this subject matter is uh, rather banal. And has no real uh, uh, importance outside itself. And then the instructor would say, here's her line. I agree. I think the subject is, has very little to do with real life. Remember painting is not real life, etc. Things like that. Uh, disconnected from the dialogue, there will be another comment. So Tracy says, I feel like this piece uh, doesn't is, is speaking outside the dialogue of art and has very little to do with the historicity of, of the, uh, the, the, uh, the medium. And the instructor would say, that's true. I see that too. I feel like this reminds me of this and that. Uh, let's see. Name dropping. Then they will drop a bunch of names. This reminds me of this person's work. This reminds me of this person's work. Uh, then everything has to do with the art I've seen is something that I wrote down as a personal note. After hearing all this context, all these, these comments, I just wrote down, you know, all they're doing is talking about what they've already seen and comparing this. It was a comp comparison exercise. Compare and contrast, like one of those things from the SAT. And it felt like a form of bullying, uh, and it still does, because I think about everything, everything has deep thoughts connected to it, yes, but, uh, uh, well, I'm going to talk about this more, I think, when I'm making more sense, because I'm, I'm all cut, I'm, I'm real disconnected this morning. Uh... I knew what I wanted to talk about with this, but I, I lost it. Uh, okay. I was a little irritated that everything had to do with the art that they've already seen. That that was the only way to approach a piece of, of work in front of you. It wasn't... You don't come to it fresh. You come to it with, loaded with all the baggage from the past. And in academia, that's the only way to do it. And in, in the fine arts, that's also the way they do it. If you ever read, a, read serious art criticism, it all starts from that place. You know, there's a lot of name dropping. There's a lot of reference. Uh, if you were in, uh, if you were new to it, you'd feel like you walked into a soap opera. You know, like I'm trying to watch Days of Our Lives, um, and, but I'm going to start in 2001, and I'm going to try and figure all this out. You can't do that. You got to look. You're going to have to go back to the 60s. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy catching up. Or well, comics. Ugh. God, superhero comics. Do you know how you got to have a master's degree in comics to read a to read a freaking serial comic? Go ahead. I challenge anyone who's not familiar with comics pick up Infinite Crisis, the trade, and try and understand what's going on. Forget it. There are also a lot of name dropping in Infinite Crisis. It's funny. I love the way the comics used to be written. Be like, 
Supergirl. I don't know what to do. I agree, Martian Manhunter. This is a difficult situation. Let's ask Flash. Flash, what do you think we should do? I'm sorry. I'm very tired this morning. I was painting again last night. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. The intellectual bully was the point of this. Well, I feel like with every esoteric practice, everything where you're uh, in a tribe of sorts, and a tribe that prides itself on its uh, intelligence, there's a bit of a, 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 a dangerous place where, you, where you, 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 you can use what you know to exclude those that do not. And I don't know why I keep thinking about this. I, I, this came up today. I was just thinking about that. Because there's a strong reaction to this politically, recently. There's a strong reaction to this politically. Um, and that is, uh, you know, people would say things like, you know, I like this presidential candidate because he speaks directly to me and he doesn't exclude me. And those, those, uh, lefties, you know, with their, uh, their college degrees, they don't make me feel included and they make me feel stupid no matter what I say. There's that. And then there's the other side, which is he's a bunch of friggin' rednecks trying to just rip apart all the smart stuff we've done. <laughs> Right? So, I don't, I don't know. There's a, there's a sense of bullying with your mind that can be... I, maybe i got to come back to this at a different day. I am... My mind is a mush. Anyway, that, that was flowing around this morning. All right. That's probably certainly enough of that. Maybe I should have just talked about Infinite Crisis and how weird that thing is and how, how hard it is to read. It's, you, know, you know what Infinite Crisis is like? It's like one of those things that they tell you you got to read in high school. You know, like, you got to read The Stranger. And I'm like, I don't want to read The Stranger. It's important. It's Camus, right? Is that Camus? I think so. Uh, you got to read it. And then you read it and you're like, I don't think I'm smart enough for this. And then years later, you try to read it again. And I, don't, I still don't think I'm smart enough for this. <laughs> Except with Infinite Crisis, I realized that it's all very dumb. And I'm too smart for this. I can't read this. Come on. This is so ham-fisted. It's... All right. I know. It's important historically. That's the point. Important historically. You got to read it. Even if you don't like it, you got to read it because it's important historically. And that's what I learned in college. Lots of things that I don't like that are important historically. Okay. That's... Sorry. Apologize for this one. Uh, okay, this is uh, April 12th, Leonard Angelo.